That's all right. So we you're can telling just start you, over. Yeah. So you're telling me you just you just finished a three quarter set. Um, and uh, t- tell me about that set that you guys, you know. You know. Yeah, yeah. So it it was for my nephew, right? And generally, we like to try to do a three quarter set, and we want to set up a system where we can rent them out, just mm-hmm. so that kids can play them for a while, and then when they grow out of them, they can get full sets. Makes a lot but, of sense. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Cool story about the three quarter model that we that we use. Uh, we had a friend who said he had a set of three-quarters bagpipes, and he wanted us to sort of fix them up so that his grandkid could use them, right? Mm. So he sends them over, and they're in pretty rough shape, and they're very old. And so we found the markings on them, and according to the markings, they're late 1880s McDougals. <laughs> Whoa. And so we we told him that his grandkid could not play them. <laughs> Those belong in a museum. <laughs> yeah, like I felt like Indiana Jones when I was looking at them. I, right. I just kept saying these belong in a museum, yeah. and they're they were really cool. Like a lot of original ivory on them and stuff, and. Yeah. Uh, so we got all the measurements off of those, and that's the the three quarters model that we use. Wow, that's pretty cool. They have a they have a pretty cool sound too. Like they're already a little bit quieter because they're three quarters, mm-hmm. but McDougals tend to be just like really subtle drone sounds, really smooth and yeah, that's that's pretty cool. I just uh, tested those this week and uh, it was fun to play. Do you, for the three-quarter set, do you also make the chanter, or do you outsource that? No, you can use regular chanter on them. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I figured you could. I'm just, I'm just imagining, a. do you make a smaller size one? That, no, like, there know, there are a few uh, chanters out there that are a little bit better for kids, but yeah. there's not really, like, a kid's full-size chanter yeah, I can't that imagine. I know of. Yeah, especially maybe. if you're looking for a pitch match for them to be able to play along with a juvenile band yeah, or something. Yeah. But there are models that are that are better for kids yeah. you know like the big hold mccallums usually won't be good for a kid <laughs> yeah yeah oh that's cool man i've been uh i've been you know just drooling over your instagram account as always some lovely stuff what was that yeah. there was a set you did i'm just i'm scrolling through right now trying to find it that had the 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 mounts at the top the um what do you call it is it the projection mounts is that the part that cups out is that what you call it um the got, bell, the very top yeah, the of the bell. drone. That's right. Yeah, the bell. Yeah, the uh, you, you did a set a while ago that they're just like perfect spheres. Yeah, they're like round balls. Yeah, that was a that was a fun set. Um, and actually, the the mounts and the bushings, the bushings are the 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 bits that go on the top of the drone, right? That yeah. that sort of plug the the bell. Um, they're out of elk antler too. Mm. And then he wanted the stainless to look like fatigued and old, so like I I like treated with my stainless steel so that it looked like extra old. Yeah. And yeah, he wanted this really sort of round, interesting sort of profile, and yeah, it was a really fun set to, <laughs> to make. Yeah, yeah, that's so much cool stuff. If if anybody's <laughs> listening who who hasn't listened to the previous interview with Ross, uh, I'll put a link to it in the show notes so you can hear him talk about some of these pipes that he makes and and uh get on instagram and facebook and follow these guys because they're putting out the the sets are all unique it's not like 
it's not like Moral Bagpipes has, you know, one profile. Like, every set is so unique, not just in materials and colors, but also in, you know, uh, whether or not there's beading. And like you're saying, the, the, the bells at the top are different shapes and uh, the pairing between different kinds of metals and antlers and different woods and stuff. It's so cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I stamp all my sets with a number, and I'm almost to 75 Highland bagpipe sets made. Wow. And, yeah, each one of them is different. Super cool, man. Well, that stuff is cool. Let's put that on the back burner for a sec, though, and I will try to not get distracted by asking you about, you know, where you get zero coat wood or whatever that stuff is <laughs> and stuff like that. I want to know about pipe majoring today. Um, probably yeah. the release of this. So right now, as we're talking, we're kind of going into the first air quotes like normal competition season in a few years yeah um, so it feels feels hot on pipe majors trying to whip everybody into shape i'm sure but we'll, this will probably come out toward the end of the competition season so maybe there will be some you know some reassignments there might be some new pipe majors in positions you know retiring old pipe majors that kind of stuff and even if not people just thinking about next season um I would just, you're, you are, give me, I guess we should do some context. Tell me about your current position with the band and stuff and where, what yeah. led up to that. I'm the pipe major for the grade two Wasatch and District pipe band. And Wasatch and District formed back in 2004 and we've been steadily improving. I took over as pipe major in 2010 ish and then i had a couple years break in there too so i've been a pipe major for around 10 years i would say had you and you i like of course obviously professionally you make sets and you teach um yeah. had you previously done other leadership positions in in bands um you know just not not a ton i would say mm -hmm. um a little bit um when when I really started to improve and sort of understand how a, a band should sound a little bit, you know, just, you know, by listening and experience, I started to to try to do more within the within the band um, that my dad was pipe major of, that my dad was pipe major before me. Mm -hmm. And so, like, especially, like, tuning, like, I got pretty proficient at tuning, and so I took over those duties um, before I became pipe major and then yeah it was I sort of uh, Justin Howland and I we went and played with Triumph Street for two years 2008 and 2009 and that gave us a ton of experience on you know how to run a really great band when you went into that experience were you thinking already I'm going to pay attention to how they do stuff or was it more like kind of already in yeah. the mix of it you were like oh man I should take notes no, no, no. I went in thinking about that specifically. I knew that I couldn't play with them forever. It's, it's you know, being an out-of-town player, it's a financial drain. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not feasible, like, super long-term, but um, at least it wasn't for me. Could be with a sponsorship, if any if any eccentric <laughs> millionaires are listening. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so, like, I knew that I would come back eventually, and I knew that I would want to really push piping in utah uh, specifically mm -hmm. so i went in with the mindset that i was going to learn as much as i could yeah about how to run a, a good band yeah so you brought that back with you um so you know like tell me man what's uh how do you run a good band um 
What's uh? Have you seen any uh things that pipe majors should not do? What maybe maybe we set this up like here's me. I don't have a lot of experience. Let's say hypothetically, I'm about to become the pipe major um, of you know a grade a grade four band. You know, a, yeah. grade, a grade five, grade four band. You know, uh, what sh- what should I know? What what words of wisdom would you distill upon me? I th- I think um, the first thing to do is sort of uh, set some goals. You know, short term and long term. You know, mm. and. Uh, do that, especially with the mindset of like what could be feasible, you know, take stock of what you have, you know, your assets, your players, you know, their level of playing and stuff like that. And then figure out where you want to go and set and set some some goals for yourself. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the next thing I would do is is figure out exactly uh, what your duties are going to be and. Obviously, there's going to be some flexibility for people. Um, in my opinion, a pipe major should be the basically the musical director, the person in charge of making the band sound good and play good, right? Yeah. Um, uh, so um, with that being said, make sure that you involve other people in your organization so you can delegate out a lot of the other tasks. Mm-hmm. Because if you're doing uniforms and you're doing booking gigs and you're doing everything involved in leading a band, you don't really have as much time to focus on, you know, the musical aspect. Um, yeah, if the, if the pipe major is up all night before a competition buying snacks at Costco so that the so that the band will be okay, right? Then yeah, yeah, they yeah. Don't show up ready to compete, right? Ready to lead. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really true. Wait, when so I, when you say the the sort of like the musical director, do, I, in the Wasatch and District uh, organization, you do have a lot of people, you know, um, boards and stuff like that. Does your do you as pipe major sit on the musical on the music board? Yeah, on the music committee. Yeah, there. Um, in within the organization, we have a music committee, and all pipe majors and pipe sergeants and drum sergeants are on that committee. Mm. Which and then guess, a, how many how many does that mean? How many bands do you guys currently have? Three. Yeah. So that's nine, and then we have a couple more people on that board who are sort of, you know, helping out with things. For, so yeah, for, I I don't mean to be tedious with you, Ross, but like for so many of us, this will be like either foreign or a distant dream. Um, what does what does that committee look like? Like, are you meeting intensely before a season or after a season or? all year round when you do like, are you bouncing ideas off of each other? Are you getting out sheet music at the meetings? Like what kind of, what does that committee do? Um, and it mostly, um, we meet around once a month, a little more heavy in the off season than the, than the, when we're during the season, mm-hmm. just cause we're busier. Um, but we, we make sure everyone, uh, all the leadership has, you know, what they need for their bands um, we staff gigs. So like, um, our, uh, band manager will send info about our gigs and be like, Hey, we need to staff this gig. Who, which band's doing it? Who's going to do it? You know, mm. get does, the personnel there. Does that so it, drill down to like the individual players, like saying, here is the list of humans that we're going to have there. Um, most, mostly we, you know, divide it up, uh, between bands, yeah. you know, 
Um, so like if the grade twos assigned a gig, then I'm responsible to make sure I have enough pipers at the gig. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so it does those kinds of things. Um, you know, chooses music for the gigs, stuff like that. Um, yeah. And then it's, it's a support role for the pipe majors and, and drum sergeants and stuff like that as well. Yeah. Is that, is that kind of the laboratory for picking uh, competition sets? Is that where a lot of the discussions happen? Usually not. Usually sort of the individual leadership will, will, you know, head that off Mm -hmm. separately. That would be a little bit too much for everyone to be involved in. Yeah. But do you feel like as the pipe major of the grade two band in that setting, sitting on that committee, do you end up playing something of a, uh, something of a mentoring role to the, to the other groups at, at all? Um, a little bit, but, but not really. I, I've tried to really make sure that each group is, is as self-sufficient as possible. That mm. was, has always been important to me. Um, and that's for a couple of reasons. I don't want like the, the other graded bands to just feel like they have another leader on top of their pipe major. Does that make sense? That, that totally can be, sense, yeah. That can be confusing, and it's just not very conducive to the growth of the band or the leadership within that band, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's so, nice. like, yeah, mostly I just, you know, keep my hands out of, the, out of that just yeah. to um, not get in their way and stuff. And, and that really helps with their, their development for the most part. Yeah. Well, and that's a good enough reason, but I could imagine that um, maybe maybe there's also the element of not not – you've already got enough to to do if everybody stays in their lane and does their thing then everybody gets stuff done and doesn't get burnt out trying to spread themselves across too much exactly yeah 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 Yeah. i like i like to put limits on what i'm gonna do because that way i'm always excited about you know what i'm doing rather than feeling bogged down yeah no that makes sense did you um? Do you feel like you can point back right now to any goals, short term and or long term, that you set when when you became pipe major of the grade two, um, that you've either 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 kind of hit at this point or that you're marching towards still? Well, when I became pipe major, we were still grade three, and my goal was to get into grade two. That's that was a big the one. biggest. Yeah, <laughs> that was the biggest goal, and um, it was it was sort of long-term-ish, you know, like mm-hmm. I wanted to get it done within, you know, five or six years. And pretty, So that's, pretty, you did mention having them be realistic. It's not like you came in and said, we're going to be grade two next year, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, yeah, you should definitely be realistic with your goals. And yeah, then we just kept working hard at that. And yeah, mm. it, it eventually worked out. How, what, what does working hard at that look like? If a band wants to do better in the grade where they are, and eventually move to another competitive grade. Um, do you do you feel like there's an order of priorities? Like, don't worry about your finger work so much until you can tune your pipes. You know, like, is there an order that you would build up? Like, like using the hypothetical that I'm I'm the new pipe major of a grade five or a grade four band. Yeah. What would I What would I focus on first? Um. Yeah. So that's a really good question. I think that the, the biggest thing, so the biggest thing we worked on in order to sort of level up was just playing, uh, more musical and, and more together, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. Mm -hmm. So, um, what we did to accomplish that is we sort of slowed down a lot of our music for a while. 
um, opened it up, you know, so that we could be really precise in how we were playing. Um, and that got us much better at playing like things like Strasbase and 2-4 Marches, things that are highly, uh, types of music that are highly expressive. Mm. So um, uh, we focused heavily on that first. Um, and then sort of along with that um, it, as, um, was, was tone, like getting a better sound, right? And so in order to help with that, I... Uh, I try to be very instructive on how to take care of a bagpipe because mm. I, th I think that's one of the, the biggest factors. So, like, if I was ever doing anything um, to a bagpipe that I wanted people to know about, I would explain what I was doing while I was doing it. <laughs> um, you, and weren't, you weren't keeping it secret. Yeah, I wasn't <laughs> just doing it. Yeah, yeah. I, liked, I always try to do that. Yeah. Um, things like... It, it even went down to things like, hey, Ross, can you tie on a new bag for me? I'd be like, sure, but you have to be there and watch me at least, you yeah. know, so that, you know, maybe you could do this in the future. Or like when I'm adjusting drones, you know, it could be that small, like your drone is doing this because of this reason. So now I'm doing this for this reason uh, and it yeah. should be better. Right. Yeah. That level. So, that 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 must be that must take some conscious effort sometimes I would imagine because like if you're in a yes. circle like you just want to hurry up and fix it so you can play it all together. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's exceptions if it's like contest day. Oh, of course. Yeah. And I got half an hour till we need to be on. You just gotta go. I'm just going. Yeah, I'm not explaining things in that moment. That but uh, <laughs> otherwise, yeah, I, I try to do that as as much as possible. So so maintenance is important for for tone, but. Do you how yes. how matched are you in terms of equipment in your grade two band? Like, surely you have matched chanters, but I, I I've seen you play, and I I'm sure that I'm seeing different sets of drones. I mean, some of them are stuff that you've made, and some of yeah. them are McCallums, and some of them are Atherton's. You yeah, know. that that ends up not being um, as important as just having matching chanters and reeds, uh, chanter reeds. So, so do the drone reeds not match either? No. Uh, actually, it, I think I feel like it provides a little bit more depth in your drone sound if mm, they don't yeah. all all match. It can start to sound really sterile if everything is exactly the same. Yeah, that's an interesting point. Yeah. So yeah, our channers and our channerates match, and then as you know, we were getting going. I was very strict about people um, in grade four and three not doing anything to their chanters <laughs> oh as like, far as like not even tape moving yeah around? yeah don't do anything right yeah um that gave me a lot more control over the chanters and i could dial in the the tone as long as they were maintaining their bagpipe and and playing it then i could you know control the tape and the the read as much as possible especially so in grade uh, four and three nowadays i'm encouraging players to do a little bit more just because they've been with me for a long time now, and I've been doing those little bits of instruction here and there, so people are starting to catch on what to do a little bit, and and I'm starting to to trust them to keep their bagpipe, and also their 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 ability to hear a good bagpipe compared to a bad one, yeah, is 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 far better now. So, so if I sort of graduating, a, oh, they're graduating. No, that makes that that makes sense. It's like this. Uh, training the next generation in a lot of ways too right yeah yeah um so if i went to a a, a wasatchin district grade two practice as everybody's getting their instruments out would i not see people putting their chanter reeds into their mouths to to get the reeds wet pinching them that kind of stuff um no 
I I would hope not. I, d- <laughs> I don't if, mind. If I yeah. did, I should report it to you, right? <laughs> report it immediately. <laughs> um. Yeah. 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 So, hmm. um, a little bit of moisture on a reed is not necessarily a bad thing, but but we have uh, we have tone protectors now, which are channer caps that help keep a little bit of humidity on our reeds. Yeah. Which are really nice. So we don't need to do that too much anymore. But people shouldn't be messing too much with their reed. You know. If if they need something done, like it's like if I've given them a new read recently and it's like, hey, I need a little bit of of a scrape here, like it's a little hard, they'll they'll come to me and so I make sure yeah. that I'm really accommodating in that way. <laughs> yeah. So you're doing that but also still explaining to them here's oh it's it's hard or it's squeaking, so I'm gonna take this part off. I'm gonna take it off the edge, off the middle, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so one thing I've always wondered about, and I, I've never, I've never known, um, is the, uh, as far as like keeping reeds sort of like matching, you know, you know, you can hand out reeds all from the same maker, but you know, like say we're, I don't know, six, eight weeks away from the first competition is, is, is there a point where you would hand out brand new reeds to everybody on the same day? So they're all starting from the same point. And even from there, then is there a level of control over how much a person plays on their own time? Because if you have one person who's playing four hours a day and another person who only plays at practice, those reads are going to get to different spots at different times, you know? Yeah, yeah. And that that's actually part of the reason I would never give out um, everyone a new read at the same time. Mm. It's It doesn't r- really give you any advantage, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, plus, it's sort of a really big pain in the butt for at least two or three weeks yes better to spread that out kind of one person at a time huh? yeah 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 and spread it out a little bit it's a little bit less work over time so there's and, an, I guess, yeah are you more kind of trusting people to know that their reads in a good spot for the upcoming competition and if it is yeah yeah they get it replaced yeah and I, i'll remind people and and mm. i monitor that like um just sort of mentally i keep track of whose read is going you know, yeah, because I can hear I tune everyone, you know, almost weekly. So like I can tell. Yeah. Like, oh, such and such player is going to need a read coming up. I'll start prepping it for him. <laughs> I'm imagining like this, this like mental clipboard in your brain, just like yeah. tracking the progress <laughs> of every single chanter read in the whole band. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. It sort of <laughs> goes like that. Yeah, I even like. I even like when I'm prepping a read and making some of the f- the first adjustments to it and blowing on it to to get that tone mm-hmm. like I will even like I'll even choose a a read for specific players like I know this read is going to them because they like a slightly harder read or a slightly easier read or wow. you know yeah. things like that. So you you don't just know bagpipes, you know your players. Yeah, I think that's super important for a pie major is yeah. to, to know your players really well, you know? Mm-hmm. So like, I even know like some of my players will always, 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 as soon as they get in a competition circle, blow 10% more, you know, yeah. Uh, so everything goes then, sharp. Th- yeah. It goes a little bit. So I'll flatten them, bef- you know, 10 minutes before the contest. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing, man. So, um, so, Sorry to keep hitting on tone just a little bit more. So equipment is important and equipment maintenance is important. Um, yes. Do you guys have, uh, you know, so then then using the equipment, do you guys have those? I'm I'm blanking on what they're called. The the water meter manom- manometers. 
um, the water meters for pressure to see how steady you are and what, what level of pressure you're blowing at. Um, I, I've never really used one of those, no. I, I never uh, have either, but I do remember in when I was in the, the high school band that I played with in high school, um, they had basically an electron, a giant, like, 1970s era um, electronic tuner, basically, that would just, it was like a strobe tuner, so any variation in whatever tone you were playing, you'd see it really clearly. Yeah. And they would just post us, our, our director, Carrie, she would post us up in front of that for, like, 30, 40 minutes at a time and just be like, play a low A and keep it steady. Yeah. Do you do yeah. stuff like that? Is stuff like that helpful? It's not something I've done. I think that that can be, like, personally mm-hmm. um, enlightening. Um, I, but I feel like it would be more like a demonstration of, hey, look, look at your, look at your blowing. It's all over the place, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you need to work on that. And I don't know that it would be – the process of working on that, um, it would be super helpful. Uh, what I prefer is just to listen to the sound because that's what you'll actually have yeah. when you're playing in, in a circle. Oh, sure. So you don't want to create a crutch that you can't take with you. Into exactly. The exactly. Yeah, yeah. If you if you eventually should get to the point where you're listening and, and trying to match blowing or, or – or noticing that you're not blowing steady and working on that um, just according to the sound than then relying on some kind of meter. Yeah. In the so, long run, it's better. So the, this idea of, of tone in a band, is it feels a little bit elusive to me. I hear Andrew Douglas talk about it and the Channerant guys talk about it. Um, I feel like I've heard Joe Brady talk about how to kind of get tone, but I still don't entirely understand like once you've got the equipment all set up, then where, what's the, what, what is, what happens with musicianship? You know, like what is each individual doing to find and maintain tone as a, as a group, you know? Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting question. <laughs> is that the question? <laughs> is that... that is the question. <laughs> um, actually, so like, um, as far as the progression of, of our grade two band right now, this year it's, well, like one of my goals to focus a little bit on blowing and and that sort of next level of sound, right? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty good at tuning the band, but it, uh, I can be the you know greatest tuner in the world, and if everyone's blowing weird out in the competition circle, it won't matter, yeah, all that much. So um, right now we're working on that, and I think that the biggest uh, element of that is just listening, right? Mm. And so, yeah, like during rehearsals, I'll, tr- I'll try to point out things like that, you know, to players like, hey, I want you look, your high is almost in. It's just barely out. I want you to listen, see if you can adjust the, the blowing so that you can um, get that a little bit tighter. Right. Yeah. Or, you know, big note for blowing is usually D, you know. Yeah. So, like, use that note a lot. Like, our Ds are out. Everyone, find them. Like, you know, like... <laughs> Everybody first, find or, your missing Ds. Get them, yeah. get them together. <laughs> uh, that that's, When you say listening, maybe this is an unfair question, you know, because maybe it's a little bit of everything. But I remember back in, back in the uh, marching band days when I was playing trumpet, um, our, our band director saying, you've got one ear for your instrument and one ear for the instruments around you. And you make it all work. Um, I feel like, though I've been playing in com- competitive bands for a long time, 
I, I've never had a second ear to spare for my neighbor. And maybe that's a problem with me because I feel like if I'm going to focus on anything, I'm trying to listen really close to my own chanter and my own drones to make sure I'm not the one screwing stuff up. Is that where my focus as a player ought to be? Or do I need to be listening to the people on either side of me to try to match their, their tone? Uh, yeah, actually, like, um, especially as just, like, a playing member, like, for example, in Triumph Street, I didn't listen to me at, at, at all. I listened more to other people. Well, I shouldn't say at all, but, like, I would I would devote more attention to players around me than mm. to to my own playing because my own playing should be fairly automatic and the the point of playing in a band is a uh, pipe band especially is that you should blend completely away mm. right yeah you're you're trying to just become part of a whole sound rather than um, I think in marching band it's different because there's so many different parts mm-hmm. and you know there's not that el- that element of, of sort of just blending in and disappearing into the, the greater sound. Yeah. Oh, that's an interesting point. I guess I can imagine, you know, so then in personal practice, you're, of course, listening closely and you're trying to figure out how much pressure does it take, you know, to, to be just right there in the spot. And so then when you're in the circle, you can do that based on maybe muscle memory and stuff like that. And you can devote your attention, as you say, to the players around you. Yeah, yeah, mm. definitely. Hello, friends. Just the standard quick notes here real quick. Uh, Feel free to review the show on your podcast listening platform of choice. Maybe especially iTunes right now if you want to help rescue a few of our stars. A recent negative review rather threw off the old average over there considering how few reviews there are. Um, Follow the show on Facebook. Just search Droning On Podcast or on Instagram at droning.on.podcast. You can email the show at thedroningonpodcast at gmail.com. By the way, including the at the beginning is important. Droning on podcast at gmail.com was already taken. Sorry. And I haven't yet sprung for a professional email like contact at droning on podcast or something like that, right? So the droning on podcast at gmail.com. And I promise I'll never be upset with anyone for patronizing the show over at patreon.com slash droning on podcast. Direct links to all of these can be found in the show notes, as well as links to all the stuff mentioned in this episode. Links to the Moral Bagpipes uh, website their Facebook account and their Instagram account, which is well worth following for the just the beautiful stuff they're making over there. Also, at the time of releasing this episode, I am in the middle of attempting to get some traction under another venture, bagpipeswag.com. I suppose I could even do one of those very professional podcasty things right now and say, this episode brought to you by bagpipeswag.com. Play it loud, wear it proud. I am definitely still workshopping that tagline, the <laughs> play it loud, wear it proud. Uh, let me know what you think. The idea here is to have a kind of farmer's market model, but on the internet, where um, any bagpipe-related artist, instructor, maker, pipe band, etc., right, rather than farmers, um, can set up a, uh, what you might call a stand, you know, in the farmer's market, which is bagpipeswag.com. And so then their stand, that's a place where they could sell merch without having to worry about overhead costs, inventory, shipping and delivery, all that kind of stuff. Um, That's all kind of taken care of by the farmer's market, bagpipeswag.com, right? Um, Kind of a co-op kind of thing, I guess. So if you are a bagpipe artist uh, and you want to sell your merch on there, or if you're in a pipe band and you want to see your pipe band's merch on there, uh, etc., just uh, let me know. The easiest way is to go over to bagpipeswag.com and click the contact page. Uh, Also, I do have my own little stand, as it were, I'm doing air quotes there, my little stand in the farmer's market. 
or in the uh, metaphorical farmer's merch market. Uh, this is getting too messy, isn't it? Anyway, I've got my own page over there. Uh, it's, just, it's just called in-house designs, and I'm just constantly adding pipe and drum inspired designs to that. It's a great way to support me if you ever uh, see anything that you like over there. Um, and patrons of the Droning On podcast do get discounts on the site. So, you know, ba basically what I'm saying is if you give me money and then want to give me even more money, I will make it as easy for you to do that as possible. Well, uh, enough of this. Uh, well, <laughs> that's, that's that. Okay. <laughs> Perfect timing for my sweet children to come into the office. So uh, back to the conversation. Now, now you said, so, so we're starting, we, we've got, we're working on tuning and tone in my hypothetical pipe band. Um, yep. You mentioned that you guys slowed everything down. Did you, do you use a lot of metronomes? Uh, no, not necessarily. We just sort of, you know, backed off on on tempos till till we we could play the expression right, mm. and it, it was a minor back off. It wasn't like completely, you know, distract to distracting levels, you know. Yeah. Um, but just you know, just backing off that little bit just allowed us to be more precise, and then I could point out those sort of musical things, you know, mm. like hey, we're not holding this dot, we're not, um, you know, starting this movement together, things like that, and. Just that, just that little bit of tempo off the top just makes those things a little bit more apparent. Because again, just like in tone for music, I'm my primary goal is to get the players to identify the issues themselves. Mm -hmm. um, and because if they can't, they, they're not going to fix them if they, if they don't even realize they're happening or if it's them, you know? Yeah. So you're helping them train their own awareness. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's probably uh, the best thing way to put it so yeah so uh just backing things off so that we could get just a lot more musically tight mm. and on the same page stylistically so and then okay. yeah then slowly we you know build up one once i felt that those kind of things locked in yeah so so as a pipe major when you're giving feedback like that you know in, in a in a rehearsal you know i'd imagine you open up with tuning, everybody's tuned. Now we get together, we're going to play. Here's what we're going to do. Play through it. What have you found a good formula for how to give and when to give feedback? You know, like, do you say we're going to do the next eight bars? And if the first two bars sound terrible, do you stop them and say, no, no, no. Or do you play it out and say, now who noticed what, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's a mix of, of strategies, but how do you usually handle giving your band feedback in a rehearsal? Yeah, it definitely depends. Um, so uh, we, we just recently, last weekend, played in Grand Junction for judges. Mm -hmm. And about for the month and a half before that, we were mostly just getting through music because I wanted to get repetitions on all of our sets so that we could just feel comfortable with them as sets, you know, yeah. and get that muscle memory in. So I wasn't stopping a lot. I, you know, if I was hearing things, I was pushing through them a little bit bringing them up still afterwards, like, hey, um, you know, notice that happened. Mm. Uh, but my priority wasn't to to clean that. It was to get runs, right? Yeah. And then this past week, the week after, you know, after, you know, listening to our sh sets and, you know, you know, evaluating what happened on them, we spent a lot more time just going over, you know, parts or even phrases or 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 even movements, you know, cleaning, doing a little bit more cleaning. Uh, 
Do you usually record your sets at competitions so that then you don't just have judges' sheets after? You can also listen to how it went? Always, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah we have people who have good equipment, too, that we can get fairly good recordings off of. And it's yeah. important. I, I regularly record rehearsals as well. just Because mm. when you're playing and you're doing all that, you don't notice everything. It's, and it's nice to have a way to just you know, go back and, and really evaluate what happened. Yeah, is, and is that audio only, or do you capture video as well? Video is not as important. Yeah. I don't care too much about it. It's nice on the competitions, but for rehearsals, it's just audio. So so then for the rehearsals, is the what's the distribution like afterward? Is this something that a pipe that you as the pipe major does? Like afterward, you download the file and send it out and say, hey, everybody, I want you to listen to this part and this part and this part. Or do you hand that to the you know the band manager? How does that go? Yeah, quite often I'll I'll have them send it out. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes it's just for me. But yeah. like sometimes I want uh, people to hear certain things, mm-hmm. and so then yeah, I kind will of direct send their attention to it. Yeah, I see. So um, so you mentioned that sometimes you want to get reps in. Yeah. Do you do you do you like to um? As a pipe major, uh, well, is this a? I'm assuming this is a pipe major thing in your band that the pipe major would decide what the agenda is for each practice. Is that? Is yeah, that well, we sort of work together with the drum sergeant oh, to make sure I, that I keep we're forgetting the drum, drum sergeant. How there, there <laughs> is a drum corps. Correct. Yeah, that's right. There are <laughs> drums there, aren't there? <laughs> so that, like, during sectionals, we're working on rel- you know things that we we want to work on together, and then yeah. we come together and work on them. So there's a bit of coordination for that but Mm. yeah mostly i'm i'm just you know figuring out what we want to work on stuff like that so do you do you find that you like to have a night to focus on tone and tuning and a night to focus on finger work or do you is it just depending on what's needed most it might be a mix of different concepts and ideas yeah sometimes it's just what's needed like last week we spent a little more time tuning just because we got back from a contest our pipes were out in the sun yeah they needed to be reset a little bit, you know? <clears throat> yeah, Grand Junction elevation change too, right? Actually, it was, the elevation change wasn't too bad, but that is huge, especially mm-hmm. for us because we compete mostly uh, at sea level. But um, you practice, what, what are we, we, like 5,000 feet above sea level or something? Here? 45 about, yeah. 45. We, and elevation makes so huge of a difference on a bagpipe. Yeah. So... Yeah, usually before and after a contest, especially if we're traveling to sea level, yeah, I spend an extra rehearsal just prepping, either prepping for the change to sea level or readjusting back to elevation. Yeah, and you've you've done it enough times at this point, you've got an idea what's going to happen to the. Oh instruments. yeah, I know exactly what's going to happen. We we will we'll, when we arrive at sea level, I tell everyone to remove tape from their high G's because I just know that they're going to have to anyways, you know? Well, so like, yeah, just because do it. to play up here, <laughs> there is no high G. <laughs> it's always, I so can get one. Down, I right? can get one. But when we go to the coast, it's just so nice to free up the high G. And it's like, it. yeah. <laughs> I love that. Um, I, m- multiple students and also just new players in the pipe band that it's like after they've been playing for long enough, you know, there's going to come the day when they're going to ask that question. Like, what can I do to make it so I can hear my high G? <laughs> so it's like, well, <laughs> you got a few options. <laughs> you, yeah. You carve it out or just go somewhere else geographically to play or <laughs> just let it be way out of tune. 
Um, so, so then we're, we're so we're kind of like building these these blocks for like what to focus on as a pipe major. So the pipe major is thinking about what to do in rehearsal, thinking about music. We don't want to have the pipe major having to worry about, um, you know, like uh, uh, sort of like oh, what's what what would be the word? Um, I don't want to make any job seem like it's less important, of course, right? But well, like managerial that. stuff, stuff yeah. that stuff that can be delegated should be, right? Yeah, things that can be should yeah. be. Of course, some groups are so small. That yeah, you, you do kind of end up with the same three people wearing a lot of hats. But. Yeah, and you know, like that could be okay for for certain groups. You know, every every group's going to be a little bit different, but yeah. Mm-hmm. If you do have someone that's just really dedicated to the musical aspect, they'll they'll be much more successful if they don't have to wear other hats. Now, Ross, a lot of pipe majors are not are not as experienced as you are. Um, so, you know, when we talk about, you know, even for me thinking about myself, if I were hypothetically becoming a pipe major, um, you know, we're talking about, we're talking about tone and about slowing things down and about equipment maintenance and stuff like that. I wouldn't know without help what, what these things mean and how to do them, you know? So do you have any ideas or suggestions for what, you know, a new pipe major for a grade four band could do to educate themselves in order to then be able to turn around and, and help their band out? Sure, yeah, there's a couple ways. Um, <clears throat> what, one is to actually go make an effort to play with, you know, a higher level band, you know, mm-hmm. for a season or two. That's something that worked really well for me. Um, you could also uh, get private lessons, and I'm sure most, I mean, I would as an instructor if someone's like, hey, I want to specifically take lessons with the mind of I want to be a better pipe major, I would accommodate that. Mm. And I could come up with a curriculum to, to help with, help them with that. I'd never thought of that before. You know, I always think of private lessons as this is for you and your own playing, but of course a lot of instructors will have experience as, as pipe majors and could, could be helpful in that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So you could seek out an instructor who might help you with that. Um, then just personally, just listening to uh, a lot of good bands is super useful. Mm. If you sort of understand different the different standards, and don't just listen to grade one bands either, right? Mm-hmm. L- listen to really good bands that are in your grade. Listen to really good bands and medi- mediocre bands in the grade that you're shooting for. Yeah, you know. Listen a lot and sort of um, develop your ear as much as possible, I think, is is one of the best things you can do as a pipe major. I, I remember a few years ago when, when uh, the Big Rab Show started doing going out to competitions, and they were putting out recordings of everything. Yeah. Not just the grade one, and how much, how much fun that was to hear. Yeah. Uh, I think at the time I was playing with a grade four and to hear other grade four bands in Ireland, you know, and be like, oh, these are my peers. It, it definitely, like, I still love a grade one band, of course, you know, but there is something really cool about being like, oh, well, then I say my peers. I, I feel like uh, British Isles grade four maybe is a little different than Western United yeah. grade four. But still, you know, just being like, oh, you know, these are my, these are my people, you know, like, hey, let's see yeah. how they're doing it. You know, it feels more like a peer to peer thing rather than, uh, oh, those are the gods. I'm listening to the gods, but I can never be like the gods, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And there's not really an excuse nowadays. Pretty much everything gets posted online. So, yeah. 
yeah, you can listen to pretty much any band in the world. I'm I'm imagining too, like any any band is going to be doing like parades and stuff, and it's going to have a little bit of money coming in. And all bands need more money, of course. But it seems to me like it wouldn't be a terrible use of band funds if a pipe major is willing to be the pipe major, but can't handle going to get education on their own to send them, you know, with band funds here, we're going to set you up with an instructor for six months, or we're going to, uh, you know, get you a subscription to Piper's Dojo for six months or, you know, something like that to be like, here you go, pipe major. Let's as an organization support the pipe major by saying here is an opportunity for education that you can then, you know, disseminate to us. Yeah. If it's a priority to improve as a band and to up your leadership. Yeah. That's a great idea. Mm. Yeah. So, then you got, um, we've got kind of, we're talking about rehearsals and stuff. We also get some sort of like high intensity moments, you know, be it competition or at uh, performances right before you go on stage or in parades or sometimes mass bands can actually be kind of, it, I feel like it can be high, um, kind of like high intensity, partly because you're there with other bands right next to you. And maybe there's a sense of like, Maybe we're being judged. Do we look good? You know, are, are we presenting ourselves well here among the other bands? Um, how does a pipe major handle intense situations where there might be a trailing drone or an early E? Mm. You know, it's not in the rehearsal hall. This is like showtime. Yeah, I think, well, actually, I think even in rehearsal hall, like the general attitude and demeanor of, of the pipe major is, is, so important like it's something that i've learned over and over <laughs> that every time i get a new lesson on it it like surprises me you know mm. like like how i'm feeling is how the band is going to sort of project as well mm. a lot of the times um so yeah um as a pipe major um i think it's important to be confident and calm <laughs> Calm. And that seems like a difficult one. <laughs> yeah. And excited also, mm. you know, so like, um, I definitely my energy and passion for, for Scottish music gets passed on to my players. Um, and if I'm upset, then that gets passed on as well. Mm. So it is important to sort of, uh, really regulate your own emotions when you're acting as a pipe major. Um, so yeah, just, it's something to keep in mind. And, and, uh, if, if you're losing your cool right before a contest, almost guaranteed, it's not going to be a great one for you. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, uh, just, you know, keep your head about you and, you know, manage problems with as much calm as you can and so yeah you've never been one to set up a, a gatorade cooler so you could kick it over in fury uh between <laughs> competition between like your 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 msr and your and your 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 medley or something yeah uh no so <laughs> my partner told me the other day well because i i broke my solo read that last week and i was really upset about it i was yeah. like almost near tears because I loved that read. Oh, darn it. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I was telling her about it, and she pointed out that um, don't, I only ever really get upset about bagpiping things, right? Oh, yeah. So that's kind of a double-edged sword. I'm passionate about it, but especially around my band, I've had to learn how to not get upset about things mm. like that. Um, or or at least, you know, hide it a little bit better, you know? Have you... Um... 
have you come away from any experiences, you know, like have, have you experienced uh, nightmare stories yourself or have you seen other pipe majors maybe, maybe handle some, some things poorly and gone, oh, I'm not going to be like that? Um, I mean, I, like, use, like breaking reeds is a big deal for me. I've broken a reed at a contest before and gotten really upset and then I've noticed that like everyone, <laughs> everyone was was a little bit sketchy after that, you know, like, and I could understand. So like, them on edge. yeah, it just puts everyone on edge and yeah. they're like, Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. Or if like, just generally some tuning is going wrong in the past, I've got upset about it and it just didn't help. So, um, I feel like I've got to a place that even when things aren't going exactly my way or I can keep my head and then, it works out better. Yeah. That being said, of course, there there's value in being able to get feedback, you know. I mean, I, I can imagine, like, if a, if a pipe major sees that something's going wrong, you know, like somebody's, even if somebody's just playing something wrong. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know if you can hear my, my daughter's yelling at me from outside right now. Oh, <laughs> no. I'm, I'm talking to my friend right now. Oh, is there a cat? Well, there's a cat outside. Oh. I was just thinking, like, you know, a pipe major doesn't want to um, not give feedback, right? Because yeah. then there's no, there's no improvement. Um, but maybe, maybe the, that intense moment isn't the time for it in some cases, huh? Maybe giving it. Yeah, or, or just how you, how you sort of present it is, is important, mm -hmm. right? So, like, yelling at someone to fix something is, is generally not good. Um, especially if you're giving, like, very specific advice, make sure that it's, it's at least semi-private, you know, and mm -hmm. very, very calm and sort of, like, instructional rather than, like, chewing them out especially if it's public, like you don't want to choose chew out a player in, if in front of everyone else, it's just not a good idea. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. Well, for, for most of us, this is a volunteer hobby thing. Right? Yeah. We're, we're not yeah. gonna, we're going to end up chasing people away if we, if we treat them poorly. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, um, when I'm, when I'm firm, I'm, I'm usually generally firm. So the players can feel like it's all spread out, you know, even if personally they're like, that wasn't me, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it sort of gets spread out a little bit. And, and when I'm firm, it's, it's usually, you know, uh, not sort of too intense or sort of derogatory Not it's more like pointing right at somebody in the face or something yeah it's more like this keeps happening i don't want it to hear it again please fix it you know like <laughs> yeah well um what about what about uh, like what what should maybe give me a, i'm going to talk to mark here soon about how to be a good pipe sergeant um no oh, nice so as a pipe major what what things make a big difference for you from these support people, you know, not just the committees that we've talked about, but they're in the circle. You're from your drum sergeant, your pipe sergeant, and yeah. from the players in general. What helps you as a pipe major? Oh, th that's a good question. I guess it's gonna it's gonna depend a lot on on personality and individuals. Mm. Um, I rely a lot on my pipe sergeant to to help me be uh, communicative uh, with my players, especially like just during the week, because like. 
I get distracted during the week, and um, it's it's a good idea to remind players of you know like hey you know Rurals is coming up we're gonna work on these things blah 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 or remind people about gigs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I I lose track of those things, <laughs> and so my pipe sergeant helps a lot with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I rely a lot on my pipe sergeant, and I specifically like to choose pipe sergeants who are going to be extra sort of calm. Oh, um, sure. They can kind of help you, help you. Yeah. Just, just like sort of a backup sort of like solid presence. That's not going to have any sort of volatility at all. Mm. Um, it's, it's just an extra calming factor. Uh, yeah. they, my pipe sergeant keeps me on schedule, you know, especially when I'm in like contest mode and i'm tuning blah 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 um they tell me basically every five minutes you know this this much longer this much longer we mm-hmm. need to move to final tuning keep me on track with with that kind of a thing and then the the sort of more obvious things they hear the other side of the circle from me you know mm-hmm. so like they'll catch things that i don't and um i have i have my pipe sergeant and another player tune drones i don't do that anymore mostly mm-hmm. So they have that responsibility as well. Um, so that's that's what my pipe sergeant does, and then obviously helps me choose music stuff like that. Yeah, um, that's useful um, for general players. I think it's important to just you know like work work at home specifically on what your pipe major told you to work on. You know, like. Yeah. I actually sort of try to take that to heart, even if you don't feel like it was you making, uh, causing the issue or, or doing the thing that they pointed out, try to work on it. Absolutely sure. (laughs) Yeah. Just, just work on it anyways, you know, like, uh, make sure you're super solid because again, it's sort of a team effort. Everyone should be trying to blend with everyone else. And by reinforcing, even if you're doing it right, reinforcing that you're going to be another solid point in the circle that's that's together with everyone else so 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 as players uh, we should all apply the the new testament uh uh wisdom of asking lord is it i yeah <laughs> pipe major is it i, is it I? yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah um and then as as a player to to sort of help out your your pipe major um I think it's important during rehearsal to, if you have, you know, opinions about what's going on, like don't necessarily uh, feel afraid to bring that up, but maybe don't do it during rehearsal. Uh, yeah. <laughs> do it after, you know, like yeah. you don't need too many chefs saying what's what's going on and blah, yeah. blah, blah. I have, um, I've definitely been witness to that, especially when a player is like getting extra education, which is good, of course. Yeah. But if their private instructor or their online courses have told them something, they're probably excited to share it. Yeah. But, but maybe are sharing it at the wrong time. And sometimes it's contrary to what the pipe major just said. And that sets up a really weird situation to have happening right in front of everybody. Yeah. Um, yeah. It It's not, it's not useful in the moment, you know? Yeah. Um, and most pipe majors I think would be, uh, pretty open to feedback, you know, like, yeah. uh, just choose your, your time and place, uh, very carefully. Yeah. Or, or Cause like sometimes it's players, like played with another band, be like my old pipe major used to say this. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, and that that also goes into why like I'm not showing up to grade four rehearsals and and trying mm-hmm. to point things out because it's like, well, am I listening to my pipe major or to you? Mm-hmm. You know, I guess and so same yeah. sort of principle applies. <laughs> right, like no matter what what your pipe major is saying right now, that's what matters. Right, that's what you do first. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, and it. If they, they might even have noticed the issue you brought up, but they're prioritizing something else, you know, like it could, you know, they have to, they have to make those sort of calculations. Mm, good point. Or, uh, but maybe they did miss it, which is why it could be nice after rehearsal to be like, Hey, did you hear this? Oh no, I didn't. Thanks for bringing it up. I'll listen. Maybe we can work on it. You know, I'll listen back to the recording. Right. Cause it's good to have the recording going. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, like that, that's important as well. And then, you know, like maintaining your instrument is a big deal for a pipe major. Yeah, please don't. Like we already said, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like we already said, yeah. that, you know, that's important. Kind of, kind of try to remove as many hurdles as you can so that at rehearsal you can get right to rehearsing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's why, like, we used to, a long time ago, call rehearsal practice and it's not actually practice <laughs> yeah Sh- sean newton has drilled that into into our yeah. group when he was our pipe major he is very clear that practice is what you do on your own we yep. get together to rehearse <laughs> yep exactly exactly and yeah it's important to sort of cultivate that at at, at rehearsal as well that sort of attitude you yeah. know like you know if you're if you don't have your music learned then you know sit out and learn, you know, be on practice or whatever. Yeah. So, you know, little things like that. Do you ever go deeper than pipe sergeant for in-circle leadership roles? Do you ever have a pipe a pipe corporal or assistant to the pipe corporal or, you know, auxiliary, auxiliary uh, pipe sergeant or, or anything like that? Or is it usually just the two? Um, geez. I guess same on drumming. Do you ever set it up so that you have a drum sergeant, but also a, you know, a, a drum corporal or, you know, section leads, I guess, that kind of stuff. How, how deep does that leadership go? I, I guess it's never like that explicit, you know, yeah. um, but there, we have a lot of good players in our band and I value all their opinions, you know? Yeah. Um, so. Of course, sometimes in smaller bands, I have seen like when I was playing in high school, um, I remember, at, you know, the, the size of the group would fluctuate. And mm-hmm. it was like, sometimes if you had more than two leadership deep, you really are asking who are we leaving out from leadership roles because there were <laughs> more leaders than there were um, non-titled players, you know, and so that that could get funny too. Yeah, I, I, I think as long as as long as boundaries are pretty clear and and uh, explicit, then then it can be good. Mm. Like I said, I have someone, I have players help my pipe sergeant tune drone so they they're in charge of that you know yeah yeah um and yeah i'll ask other players for what they're hearing and 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 stuff like that because Mm -hmm. there's a lot of good players but if everyone's just got their you know spoon in the pot and then it can get really distracting especially like as you're trying to rehearse and everyone's hearing something you know and then rehearsal gets way less efficient so yeah well, Ross, um, I want you to imagine that nobody in your band is going to hear this, so it's totally safe to tell me an honest answer. Um, is there, 
like let's say it's it's like it's like a it's like a Mother's Day kind of question. Say we had a pipe major's day, you know. And so we they, should we, we should we have should. a pipe. <laughs> but let's start this. <laughs> um, if you could like have a, a wish list, you know, like what what is what do you want to receive specifically as a pipe major from your band, your boards, your, your players, you know, and I say mother's day because mother's day is one of those holidays where you do give your mom a present, but sometimes what you give your mom is like a thank you card or a hug or, you know, an IOU for, um, for making her breakfast in bed someday, you know, so it doesn't have to be like, Oh, I really want my players to go and buy me an expensive chanter, you know, (laughs) yeah, that off the table, more like what gift, whether it's a gift of time or, or a show of appreciation or, or what, what, what has made you feel really good if you have received something from your players? And if not, what do you feel like would really help any pipe major to feel like, you know, I don't know, maybe that they're doing a good job and they should keep doing it and not quit because we all, we need those people to not quit, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Um, for me, um, I just like having everyone show up so I can play with my friends, you know, like (laughs) that's mostly why I do it. Um, and so, yeah, just coming every week and playing—that's the biggest. That's the biggest way to to make me happy. Show up, huh? Be there. Ch- show up, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, come with come with your good energy, and have fun with me. Like that's the that's the best way to make me happy, you know. Mm. And it's been it's been hard the last two years, you know. Like we're. Uh, just starting, you know, hopefully a regular type looking season. Yeah. And yeah, I've I've just missed that over the last couple of years. And then just getting the momentum back uh this year. I and I'm sure lots of bands are going through it. It's just been a little bit difficult, you know. People mm-hmm. get out of habits, people forget, you know, like why they do a thing mm-hmm. and so yeah, I just really appreciate when everyone's showing up and and having as much fun as as I am. Yeah. I think it's healthy for any human to have a passion and a strong hobby that they dedicate themselves to to some high degree. It's it's really mentally healthy and it's socially healthy as well, especially for for pipe bands, you know, it's yeah. where I have all my friends. So, um yeah, like that's the best thing you can do for a pipe major is show up and have fun playing with them. I, th- I think. <laughs> yeah, you know, Ross, I, I think that is our closer.